Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. So we are continuing with um, the armour of God today in Ephesians 6. If you would uh, like to find Ephesians 6, I'll just read uh, the piece of armour that we are looking at. Uh, So chapter 6, verse 14. So go from verse 13. Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled round your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, um, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we are looking at the breastplate of righteousness uh, today. And... um, we, we sang earlier, didn't we, about the lighthouse and about God's protection. And that's a picture of God's um, protection. We kind of started off with that. And it may seem a little um, un, unusual, um, but the first kind of picture that I, I, I want to show you is of some kids that are building a den. Um, and that maybe doesn't sound like um, a battle to you. But what we want to kind of talk about today is the breastplate of righteousness. And it's, it's around the protection of, of God. And so that sort of image of children sort of building that den, you know, we, you might have memories of that yourself, uh, building dens with, with your dad, um, and having that sort of place of, uh, kind of uh, wanting to make this, this home, this kind of uh, protection. And what it does is it takes us back to a childlike kind of need of protection uh, or a, a memory. And that is what we've been singing about today, um, that sense of protection. And that is where our kind of understanding, our belief around this piece of armor is is kind of sitting. And so how do you perceive protection? Uh, what, what, are, what is your trust in the protection of, of God, the Father, um, the Son? And the Holy Spirit over your, over your life. Because this peace is you trusting in protection. Particularly in God's protection of you. So Colossians 3. I just want to read some verses there. Uh, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden 
with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And then it goes on to say, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Do not lie to one another since you've taken off your old self with its practices, evil practices, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. And so the protection that God is speaking about is an eternal protection that he has for you and over your life that his provision so this breastplate is part of of that protection for you and it's an eternal protection it's an important that when we embark on looking at the armor of God that this is for now but this is into eternity forever that your father, because you are hidden with Christ in God, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father forever, risen from the dead. Your protection is eternal. And it's important that we see, see that. And that is where uh, our focus is. So the Holy Spirit wants to minister into your heart and into your thinking that he protects forever. And that's a truth that your heart needs to kind of grasp, hold, and believe deeply. Uh, and this truth, the breastplate of righteousness, is, is, about, is about that. So Paul was probably, possibly chained maybe when he wrote this uh, and he would be looking at this armor of the Roman soldier um, and the breastplate isn't just like a small piece, it would literally cover the whole of your front, so chest right down to abdomen was protected and the back as well so some people say the back's not protected it did protect um, the back uh, as well, so it, it covers the breastplate. Literally, covers all the essential organs in the body, all the sensitive parts in the body. Um, the breastplate protects. So, um, this picture of protection is what Paul is using. It's a pictorial thing for us to understand this truth. So he's using this picture. To help you to understand this this truth. There was in those times some, in terms of uh, the way they were in medical advance, I think that sometimes they thought the affections and things were in some of the internal organs as well. But we're not going to we're not going to dwell on that um, this morning. But the essential thing is that this, the righteousness, this breastplate of righteousness is capable of protecting us um, completely, that God has provided it uh, for us. And um, 
we're not, we're not talking about, when we talk about this breastplate of righteousness, our own, the things that we can do good. So our good things. So your own integrity, though integrity is good, we're not talking about that. Because if we were, the enemy would be able to find chinks in you and quickly pull down your, your armor. If we were just talking about how good you are and, and our own integrity. So we're not talking about, about that. In Proverbs, we, we know this verse, this well-known verse, Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. And that is the kind of essentialness of this piece of armor uh, that protects and guards your heart. Um, Because your heart needs to know Jesus' righteousness. Your heart needs to know Jesus' righteousness. In order for you to navigate the challenges every day that we all face. And that's why we need this peace. The fact that you know Jesus continually informs your heart and your conscious consciousness that you are protected. And God knows that you need that. And he wants you to live in his righteousness, which is essentially his loving nature. And our heart can constantly be repaired every day, hourly, Sometimes, minutely, sometimes. And that is the essentialness of this piece of the, of the armor. We need a righteousness that is provided by God. Uh, and this is where it starts. And Paul kind of describes this in Philippians 3. Um, and he, he says, you know... If, if there was a competition, then he could compete. He could get in on this competition, basically, around righteousness and, you know, doing things good. So in Philippians 3, he says, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh or in their own goodness or what they can do, I've got more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. I can compete. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. So he can compete. But then he goes on to say these words. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, 
but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of of faith. And we're going to look at that a little bit as we explore this. He also says in the same book towards the end, I can do, and we know this verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So what is happening in his breastplate of righteousness? What is happening is that his heart has got complete confidence, not just for now, but his heart will go on and on and on. And there's a song that comes to mind. <laughs> um, but his heart will go on um, in this covenant, in the confidence that he has in the relationship. Um, because he's living in an environment that is secure. And that environment is the love of God that his heart is, is secure in. And we need to know that we can be repaired and that we can be protected in the love of God. It gives us uh, a boldness and it gives us a confidence. The first thing that we need to understand about this piece of armour is that you and I need it. Seems simple, but true. You've got to understand, it's quite subtle, really, that you need it. You and I need this armour to be in in place. And doesn't it say in Matthew that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled? So it seems part of this armour is that we know we need it deeply. Constantly, all the time, every single day, I need his righteousness. And we will be filled with Jesus, with his righteousness. And so part of this armor is, is, in, is, being, in that, is being in that place. And the second part of this armor is that it is given. So... In our thinking and in our minds, this is given. It's given. It's yours. Belongs <laughs> to you. You've not done anything for it. It's given. And that's the second part of understanding this piece of armor. Um. It means that our, our eyes are on the goodness of God right at the beginning of this armour, aren't they? Because if it's given, that means God is good. That means God is generous. That's his nature. So he is generous. And he is good. And so when we put on this armor, we have this perspective that sees his nature, his character. We understand that God is generous towards us. 
And that becomes a choice of belief that we believe in how amazingly good he is. And we're coming to why and how now because it's in the finished work of the cross. But it's not in what he's done for us just. It's in the present here and right now. Here and right now. God demonstrated his goodness on the cross, but here and right now, God is good. God is good. That's who who he is. The fact that I'm wearing this breastplate of righteousness tells me that his character and nature is is good. Um, So Paul used to think that his own righteousness was enough until his eyes um, were, were opened. And, you know, he said there, there were good people around him. You know, the other um, Pharisees, you know, they gave money to the poor. They were godly. They were religious. And they were proud of it. But they were hopelessly defeated in their, in their righteousness. And so we understand that, without, that, that we live by faith in the righteousness of God and that that righteousness alone defends us and <clears throat> protects us. So I want to look at how we understand this breastplate of righteousness. So there are two ways we, we look at this. First is imputed righteousness. What does, what does that mean? Imputed righteousness is the whole foundation that it is part of the foundation that we stand on as children of God. And it's basically justification by faith, just as if I uh, haven't sinned. It's, it, it's the foundation of our faith. And we grasp this not by our intellect only. It comes through revelation of the Father through the Holy Spirit because of the truth of the cross. And it becomes life to us. It isn't an intellectual thing. It's a fact. It's a truth. But it becomes life to us because it's the foundation that we stand on. We never, 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 never move away from this truth ever We stand on this. Uh, We put our weight on it, our full weight on it, and we live on this truth. And it was the truth, if you remember, in the in the Reformation that Martin Luther discovered um, and started the whole the whole revelation when he responded to this to this truth. And there's that picture, isn't there, in the Old Testament of Joshua, um, where he is being accused. Darren mentioned it uh, the other week, where he's being accused. And he can't, um, he's in filthy rags. And that is removed and he is clothed. And this is what is, is happening. We can't fight the enemy on our own grounds we fight the enemy by understanding this truth 
that we cannot do anything in our salvation. We cannot do anything to attain the standard of righteousness. Um, And this is this truth. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so what has happened is in your account is sin. So this is your account. So this is your account and this is sin. And you cannot do anything to pay this in your account. You cannot get rid of it. It's too great. And what imputed righteousness means is that your account is emptied. So your account is emptied of sin. And that debt is given to someone else's account. And that is what imputed righteousness means. So your debt has been given to Jesus. It's been placed and put into his account. But he is sinless. He could take the debt and he could pay for you. And that's what's meant by um, imputed imputed righteousness. And that's the ground that we stand on. So we don't we don't have to we don't have to pay. We don't have to pay. <laughs> and just that part of our breastplate of righteousness brings a freedom into our thinking and into our mindset that we don't we don't have to pay. But it's not enough. It's not enough to have our debts paid. The second part of this truth is that what is in the account of Jesus, what is in Jesus' account, his righteousness has been transferred over to you. So it's in your account. Jesus' righteousness is in your account. And this is the truth of the breastplate of righteousness. This is what it looks like to stand on this truth and to know this truth. But it is, it's experiential. Um, as it's an experiential truth. So our debt has been paid and there has been a great exchange that all of Jesus, his righteousness, his perfect observance of the law has been put to my account, to your account and we are standing in his righteousness. So let's read it again, Philippians 3. What is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost 
all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. This week, um, I have an a app, a game on my phone, and uh, I, was, I, I play this game to relax. I might be in the car just you know, playing this, this game on my phone. And I noticed that um, it's a bit weird on this game, but there's, a, there's this eye. I, <laughs> there's this, just this eye symbol in the game. And I thought, that's a bit odd. And so I thought, well, I'll just check the credits, um, you know, go into the, the details of this game. And I go into the credits, and then it mentions this word, demon. <laughs> demon in the credits. And I thought of, well, you know, I thought of, I thought, I, can't, I, I you know, I, I joy just doing this in the car uh, as, we're, as we're driving somewhere. And I sort of left it for a while. And then in the week, I was um, actually leading a group I was leading a, a group in a discussion, and all of a sudden, it came back to my mind, this game. This is in the middle of a group discussion. <laughs> this thought came back to my mind about this game, and I knew that that wasn't my thought. <laughs> I knew that was the Holy Spirit saying, that's not, that's not right, that there. So you'll be pleased to know that I don't, <laughs> I don't have the game anymore on my phone. And that was this week. But the point of that is, I'm trading up. We're always trading up. And that's what Paul is trying to say. If you really see this truth and grasp and understand the righteousness of Jesus, we've been singing about how good he is. How good is he? How good? How good is Jesus? So if I was to balance those things with that game, where am I going to trade I'm going to trade up. I'm going to trade into the righteousness of Jesus because Paul saw it. Actually, that's worth far much more. He is so good. It's just no brain. It's a no brainer. No brainer <laughs> to trade up. And this is the truth that we've got. This is the piece of armor, the breastplate that is there to protect us. This truth sets us free. We can let go. We can see things as loss because they don't really mean that much. So, you know, don't get drunk on wine. Um, Sex is for within marriage. Hey, I'm trading up, man. I'm trading up. I'm trading into the righteousness of Jesus. Because that's what I want. 
That's where my protection lies. And that's what I want for eternity. Paul could see it. Paul got it. He wrote Ephesians as well. He wrote the armor of God. He wrote Philippians. And so it's a no-brainer. And if you don't see it like that, you know, if you see it as more, well, actually, I've got this, and I'd rather have this, and maybe Jesus is here, I would suggest to you that you don't really get it. (laughs) Or you've got some doors that are open in your life. You know that I like my props. So... (laughs) I have a prop this morning. (laughs) The bin. Who has a bin at home? Yes. How does a bin make you feel? Rubbish. (laughs) But it does. But it kind of makes you feel a little bit secure, doesn't it? Having a bin at home. I mean, what would happen? How would you feel if we didn't have bins? Exactly. (laughs) We'd be surrounded by junk. We'd have nowhere to go with our rubbish. How bad would that be? Can you imagine our homes? Like, (laughs) because we'd have nowhere to go with our rubbish. The truth is that a lot of people don't. Without Jesus, they don't. But you and I, we do. We've got somewhere that we can go with our rubbish. And we know it's rubbish because we see the goodness, the breastplate of righteousness that we've been given. How generous is our God! How generous is our God that we've been given, given this. And so we have confidence. We know that we have protection. We know that we can trade up. Um, So John says this, 1 John 5, we know that anyone born of God, we can see it now does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe. Oh God, thank you. And the evil one cannot harm them. We know, and here's the confidence, that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know that also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Oh, man. What a privilege you have and I have. Has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. So, we've got somewhere to go with our rubbish. And if you don't see it like that, 
Maybe there are doors in your life. We've talked about opening and closing doors. Maybe there are doors of the past. Maybe there are doors in your life still that need to be closed because you want to trade up. And what does it say? Consider them dead, ourselves dead to sin. And sometimes we get rubbish. We get rubbish thrown into our area, don't we? Other people's sometimes. And then sometimes we take our rubbish and we throw it into someone else's. And so the breastplate of righteousness, we've got a bin. And this is the beauty of the righteousness of Jesus. We can see our own responsibility. Because I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes I can get in conversations. And I'm in those conversations because I've just got a plank in my eye. And I'm not seeing the speck. And I'm just in that same conversation. But then God comes along and he says, hang on a minute, Jackie. You're maybe not taking responsibility for your rubbish. That's what's happening here, really. And you've got a bin. And that bin is very costly. It was the blood of Jesus, the death of Jesus on the cross. And that's the only place we can take our sin that can deal with our sin. It's to the cross, to the blood of Jesus, and to forgiveness. It's the only place. I've got that, you've got that. That's the only place we can go. And we put it in the bin. We say, sorry, Lord Jesus. I ask for your forgiveness. I release that other person. I give them back what they've put into my court and I take my responsibility and I put my rubbish in the bin. Done. Breastplate of righteousness in place. And we have this opportunity daily, hourly, minutely um, to do. The devil comes, doesn't he? And he brings his accusations. He brings his accusations to us. And maybe you're going through a trial. It says in Peter, doesn't it? And this you greatly rejoice that now for a little while you may have suffered grief in all kinds of trials. Sometimes we go through for a season trials. And that can cause us to feel a bit weary at times. And the enemy can come along and say, aha, aha, (laughs) do you you still believe? Do you? Do you still say that your God is a God of love? Or he might say, of course, God is a God of love, but it's obvious he doesn't love you. (laughs) And the accusations of the enemy Come. And, you know, he wouldn't be allowing this to happen to you, would he? 
if he didn't if he didn't love you and we need to we need to rest in the breastplate of righteousness in those times we need to just rest in his protection and we can say to the enemy you know i, I don't need to, i don't need to understand I don't need to understand the outcome right now. But I do know that God works all things for my good. And I do know that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. And so those accusations with the breastplate of righteousness in place... We can throw the accusations of the enemy down and throw them in the bin. Because God has provided for you if you will let him. And if you will trade up, trade up (laughs) into his goodness. It's just no competition, really. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.